Who do you think Arnold is? Well, I've got a theory. Could be Bernard. A robot Bernard. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. Could be Dolores. He hid himself inside a massive robot mind. Yes, I've got a theory. We should podcast fast. Every week, a new hot take. We cannot take them back. Welcome to Westworld Theories, where we have all the latest and greatest theories about Westworld. Every week, a new hot take, and you cannot take them back. And this week, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 3, The Absence of Field, and Episode 4, The Mother of Exiles. My name is Jacob Burrows, and I am not a robot. My name is Jim Scampoli, and I may or may not be a robot, and I may or may not be real, and I may or may not be living in a simulation. This mm. is Westworld. Welcome to Westworld. Yay. It's Westworld again. It's all very Westworld again. Um, last time we talked about the first two episodes of season three, and I in particular was very uh, forgiving. Um, and I mean, we're halfway through the season. Um there's Ooh, stuff I like yes. in this. Still really like the stuff with Aaron Paul, but they're a little bit back on their bullshit, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, I'd say a little bit. Um, I forgot, yeah, you'd mentioned last week that there's only eight episodes. Uh, but the thing I was, I was actually thinking about this whole Aaron Paul character. Like, if it wasn't played by Aaron Paul, would it be interesting? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because I kind of, I, I did like the, in the third episode, we do get into him a bit. Um mm. And, you know, we learn more about this uh, Shehaboom or whatever, <laughs> whatever, Rehabom, whatever it's called, like some stupid name. Just call it the, just call it the master computer. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. come on. I don't need your Bible, yeah. your biblical references. But anyways, we learned a little bit about that. We're, you know, we delve back into this idea that humans are hosts. And for the most part, because you could be predicted on what your, uh, destiny is and Mm. you know we get into his thing and so it's like it was weird because i watched that third episode and by the end i'm like yeah all right i understand why he's with dolores and i don't know what it was but then when i watched season four i was like wait episode four i'm like why is he with dolores (laughs) why i had weirdly it's so specific but i pretty much had the same reaction where they do have their talk on the beach which is a great scene i think yes uh but then, yeah, in episode four, when he's, like, going around with guns and, like, what are you doing, Dolores? Yeah. <laughs> like, Wait, why? So he's with her, right? But he's, like, oh, he's really nervous about it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it just, even though comp- it, for some reason it made sense, it's just when it, when you start getting into this idea that, I mean, I guess he was already doing petty crimes anyways, but when he's, like, yeah, holding guns to people, and I guess it's just the lingering reminder that, he doesn't really know that Dolores is a host. Like, that's still the thing, right? Because even Bernard says, are you one of us? And yeah. Caleb's like, I don't even know what you're talking about, but just get on the ground or give me the guy or whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, I guess I can't fault him for not realizing there's a big piece of the puzzle that he doesn't know. It would make sense. He wouldn't just assume there's other stuff going on. But clearly, just as a, as an intelligent person, which I assume Caleb is... He has to understand there's something else going on here. Um, yeah, I, I, I legit thought we were going to have, like, Aaron Paul 
nursing Dolores back to health in his apartment sort of thing. But of course, Dolores is way too cool and kick-ass for that sequence, which is fair enough. I mean, it, if I predicted it, it probably would have been boring to watch. But uh, yeah, because they have the whole shootout with the ambulance and everything, and then yes. he's going to get threatened and killed uh, because he was close to her and that. So she takes him under a ring. Makes Kind of makes sense, I guess. Yeah, but I guess it that's kind of the underlying issue and I know I think we've talked we've talked about this with the other seasons as well. Um and I know it's getting like too nerdy, but also this show invites that in a way because it tries to be this elevated thing, but I never know when I'm supposed to worry if someone's in danger. Uh yeah. whether it be Dolores, you know, she she needs she needs help at the end of episode one because she's shot or whatever, and then she's in an ambulance, or even Maeve, because we're probably just going to jump around episode three, episode four. But even when Maeve gets stabbed in episode four, but it's like, you know, no, you're, ro- you're a robot. Uh, I don't even know why this... Be fine. I don't even know why you're, like, knocked out or whatever. I don't even know why... <laughs> like, I don't even understand why your eyes are closed and you can't move for a while. <laughs> You're in the white goop. You can just absorb <laughs> that and remake that into blood, right? Yeah. Uh, here's how I feel about it. I was thinking about it where in season one, the thing was they did intentionally desensitize you to hosts getting killed because that was part of the concept of the park and the show, that they're going through these loops, going to die every day and reset and everything. So we really hyped up for when they were going to get like unleashed and potentially kill people which they do and then real humans start dying and then you're like shit that's a big deal but now you also have simulations and you have brain scans of people and potentially immortality in the cloud and uh, and anyone who gets killed can come back as a robot so at this point three seasons in there's barely any tension at any point is there yeah and well but just even the logistics of it because Dolores at the beginning of episode three is like not okay and the paramedics are like, this doesn't make no sense or blood. What is going on here? And then, yeah. you know, the guys come and but then she's just OK. Like they don't even if they at least had a moment where, oh, because Caleb's a techie guy and he works with the robots and he's like, wait a minute, what? And then he does a little spark plug thing and then she's fine. I'd At least yeah. there'd be something in the middle that makes me understand. But she's kind of just not fine until she's fine. And then I guess she just goes off screen for a while. I assume she could do some sort of healing and then she comes back and she's fine. So I just I never know if I'm supposed to be more concerned if there is danger, because even when there's moments like when when they're holding a gun to Bernard and he puts his hands up like I'm I'm even like just you're a host who care. Why are you even (laughs) why are you even worried that there's a gun on your head? Like I never know like to the extent of how they can heal themselves uh if needed because of course going back to the park they would have to go into the the like butcher area or whatever they called it where they would kind of be rebuilt but i don't know i i i I probably shouldn't care about this but sometimes it's used for tension and that's even taking out all the other stuff that you brought up which is also important with the brain scans and immortality where i just i never know if i'm supposed to like why are people worried about uh, you know, uh, a standoff with guns anymore. Yeah. Well, that's what Aaron Paul, um, and like you said, I don't know if we'd care that much if it wasn't Aaron Paul because he's so great. Um, but uh, that's why he, in a way, adds some, well, 
I'm not sure tension's the right word, but he's like the Watson to the Sherlock Holmes that is Dolores, who gets to be all cool and kick ass. And he's like, what? Yeah. Whoa, bro. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Um, I'd like that idea that you mentioned as well in the ambulance, if he could have done something useful on that end and actually get her back. I mean, I, I think he tries to do CPR or says she needs blood or whatever, because uh, they, the uh, AMTs, um, EMTs? EMTs. Yeah. They, yeah. EMTs are the money, you know, things, holes. ATM. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not great with letters. Um, they're different in my language. It's different. Okay. I'm defensive about it. Um, so they don't do anything because they're like, like the computer says no. Computer says no. Yeah. Um, well, they're even and- saying things like, they're basically saying like, your friend's a robot because they're like, I've never yeah. seen anything like this. There's no platelets in her blood and... Uh, but yeah, but I mean, I did like that because yeah, he was because I assume you know they show clips of him like in battle, so he must be some sort of he's some sort of medic or had some sort of trauma training because he's like yeah we need this this and this, but then nothing really comes of it because the dudes rush in. Yeah, and instead the thing he gets to use from his background that is helpful is that he has an app that tells him when people are looking for him. I guess it's the crime app, and I'm I'm not sure if we're supposed to gather that he gets it as a ping because, like, everyone in the area who's on the app gets a ping that they yeah. want this person collected, so he just happens to be on there. That's how I read it, but it's also said Rico, so I was like, I'm not sure uh, if it's, like, a police warning or whatever, um, but... Either way, yeah, he he's too smart for them, and he wants a badge, and then shooting starts happening, and yeah, but like as usual, Dolores just kicks ass and solves the problem, and Aaron Paul's just like, "Who are you?" or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. I wish like sometimes, I uh, well, I guess not sometimes. I guess just based off this season, there's always it's always the the action in general. I feel is almost good. Mm. Um. Because, like, my little nitpick in this thing is it, it feels clumsy the way Aaron Paul starts wrestling with one of the guys over his gun. And then the other guy, instead of helping his friend, he just, like, slowly starts walking to Dolores. And he's like, ah, my buddy's got it. He's tough. He fights people. Yeah. So it just kind of works out to be convenience. And, I mean, I'll touch on some of the other action when we get into the other episode. Uh, but it's still, it, I still agree with you. It is cool. It is cool. Dolores comes in, kills everyone, and they have these lame ass guns that are like auto aim, I guess, where they like wrap onto your arm. Uh, yeah. I'm still trying to work that out. And getting into this Caleb's thing, like that we see in this episode. Now, I mean, I know part of the charm and part of like for good sci fi is. They don't overly explain things, but I mean, they touch upon how he has what the thing in his mouth that he turned off. It's like military grade something or other, and they turn it on and they can like control his heartbeat or whatever. Yeah. And so when that robot tries to help him, is that him reaching out and controlling the robots? Or was yeah, that... that's a good question. I mean, the the bit uh, the bit about the implant or whatever was very dark mirror, quite cool, yeah, quite scary. Um, the robot is a good question because I assumed that was like Dolores hacking into the system and she was going to go solve it. Yeah. And, but the robot just walks up and kind of gets kicked out. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. is immediately destroyed. So uh, I'm not sure what that is. Maybe that's his robot buddy, but. Uh, that's why sure. I wasn't sure because it was so ineffective. I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be a fake out of like, oh, we think this is Dolores' save because then she shows up like a second later. 
So I, yeah. I don't know if it was somehow tied into how he's in the net. Like, I assume he's in the network because they're able to take out a tablet and like fuck with his his body after they turn his little thing on. So I don't know if that's going to, because I assume he's going to be the human Maeve. Like they're setting up, is he going to turn against Dolores once he knows the truth? At least that's how I'm reading it. And I don't know, is he controlling robots as well? Or is, or is whatever that thing is, his implant, make him such a robot that maybe Maeve can control him? I don't know. We're just talking Westworld theories. Yeah, no, we, we really are at this point. Uh, but I like that robot, and I'm, uh, I, I liked having the, the sort of contrast of the high-quality Westworld robots and mm. this, like, working drone or whatever. So it just fell off the ledge, huh? And that's, that's the end of that story, I guess. That's fine. Um, and then Dolores shows up, saves him. We get some cool stuff there with, uh, uh, you know, when they get to the diner and have the whole talk about the milkshake. Um <laughs> You know, all of that stuff. Because Aaron Paul's like us. He's like, yeah, I know everyone's got data on me, whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just have to live life. I don't have to deal with it. And then she brings up an actual transcript of exactly what happened. And then he's like, okay, so this is like, this is like what it is now, but in the future. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I always, um, I mean, I, I can't. I know you're not supposed to try to wrap your head around it, but I'm like, wait, so an algorithm can just like rebuild the past or I guess it compiles so much data between different people's write-ups on it and it works out the timeline and then it figures out. I mean, I guess I'm getting caught up too much in the details of that. Mm. And I'm sure there is some like uh, shreds of truth to the way they work with, because obviously we've, we you mentioned last week that, uh, Westworld has kind of retconned things to make it more of now, but obviously the future version of that with all this talk of, you know, data privacy and Facebook and us giving our information away. That probably wasn't their original intent, but now it's, that's what the show is. And I yeah. assume maybe there is like a shred of truth to where they can predict that you'll buy this thing or you'll be you'll have a craving for X or Y and that's how they can send ads to you. So maybe the next logical step would be they can figure out that, oh, you're just a loser. You can kill yourself in like 10 years. So no use. No use worrying about you. Yeah, I always think back to a book, The Power of Habit, that goes into uh, like a bunch of examples. It's kind of a whatever book, but it's a touchstone for people who talk about, you know, how to build habits and things like that, where it goes a lot into advertisement and how like pretty early on in using massive bits of data, they were able to quite by accident mail out coupons that are tailored for each household. And so they get all these baby products sent out to people who don't know they're pregnant yet because of their behaviors. Oh, wow. Um so because of like analyzing out of what types of behaviors there are, they, they got an angry letter from like a, a father, uh, a father who was like, why are you sending this to me? My daughter's 17 or 18 years old. She doesn't need to have all these products sent to her. And then like later, like, sorry about that. Turns out she was pregnant and uh, I didn't know and she didn't know. And uh, <laughs> you did somehow by like what we buy at Target. <laughs> um, so just that pretty early on in, in targeted ads let you do that and now we also have AI working on it so I'm pretty forgiving of the whole like yeah we just map out your behavior the, your whole life yeah. and it's 
but there's still these anomalies. That's why I forgive it as well. Like they have to look around this white circle and find the anomalies and get them fucked uh, because otherwise uh, the whole system might come out of balance. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I mean, it's a small detail, but I like that it's not like, um, you know, on April fourth, uh, twenty forty-five, you will come here and kill. It's like, nah, you know, probably in about around ten to twelve years, roughly. Yeah. We know the location. We don't know yeah. the exact date. And I guess, yeah, and that plays in with the whole, uh, like you said, the anomalies. When when we see the computer, that's like, ooh, here's a thing. What's This is interesting. Then it's like, we're the computer. Uh, getting into Charlotte. Um, yeah. So we have this whole thing here. I mean, we saw bits and pieces of it in the previous episodes of how, you know, she's obviously a higher up and there's things going on. I mean, the whole thing about trying to figure out the mole is a little boring to me. Like, who's the mole? Yeah. Uh, but the whole thing is they're trying to take the company private, have the full control over it. And then we see these, like, defense robots, which it's always weird. Um, uh, maybe not always weird, because, like, I like the construction robot, like you mentioned, but then when they bring in these big hulking robots and they're like, oh, we got a bunch of these... And I guess that's the army or something that Dolores is probably going to try to use. But I just feel like it almost would be more uh, effective to just keep making human people. But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got to get a bit of both. You got to get the the big big robots for crowd control and then the uh, little human robots to infiltrate and such. Uh, but yeah, that doesn't I don't think that is touched on for the rest of the two episodes so it's very clearly like a a Chekhov's gun thing like hey these big robots like they're obviously like Maeve's gonna take control of them or whatever or Dolores and Maeve are gonna wrestle for control and Sorok whatever like they're all gonna be fighting over control for these robots and they're gonna go psycho in Neo Los Angeles which is which is what is is actually called in all of the summaries and stuff um (laughs) but yeah Charlotte's there it's all about how the company's being taken over because they're you know tiny little microtransactions or whatever over years has taken over it and it's Ciroc, that's all we know he's a ghost and uh, basically she has some personal stuff going on but in the end she goes and meets Ciroc and I guess she's the mole or you know whatever Well, um, it's weird because it just feels I mean I guess because I, I, I mean forgive us because I, I, we didn't really go back and rewatch Westworld because the mole was a thing before right and was she the mole all along and now what she's but because the whole thing throughout this episode that kept making me laugh is how, like, I mean, obviously she's a host now and she's trying to embed herself in the life of Charlotte, but she doesn't know anything. Like, yeah, <laughs> it kept making no, me that's laugh. So... <laughs> <laughs> they don't have any basic sort of information yeah. at all. Like, she comes home and it's her ex who she has a son with, and like, who are you? Like, oh, don't wake him. Like, wake who? <laughs> like, you don't have the most basic shit down. <laughs> and it, but it's the old like Inspector Gadget. Like, it accidentally works because it reads in. Like, people read that as, oh, typical career-driven Charlotte that, like, forgets her family when it's like, no, this person is not acting like a person. This person's acting like someone who's pretending to be someone else. It's so clear sometimes. And the way it kept happening, uh, that's, I mean, that's kind of the big thing with Westworld in general, I feel. And, I I, I mean, I, I do think it deserves a bit more credit, but the reason why I think a lot of people get turned off and maybe the show's on a downspin is that there's sometimes where it uh, comes off a bit pretentious and pompous, 
uh, with the way it's so elevated, which is great. I mean, that's nice. But then sometimes they do such dumb shit like this that it's such a weird, like, it's like, wait a minute, but you're acting like you're so you're smarter than me show. And then you're doing dumb shit. And now I don't like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's like, I suppose what's needed. But then you also don't want things super explained to you either. But even yes. if they go like. So Charlotte Hale, like in the initial scene with her and Dolores, like, what do we really know about her? We only have the data from inside the park. And so what some rudimentary searches online uncovered. Here's your information. Uh, you're just going to have to wing it. And then it would make more sense. Like, oh, she's so disconnected from her family uh, that she does like in the park. She never even talked about her son or anything. So we don't know it. But it does seem like she literally knows nothing from the way it comes off. <laughs> well, it's just because the weird thing to me is I would almost buy that. But then the fact that um, Dolores can pull up all the information on Caleb, oh, yeah. I would think <laughs> that she could use that same system to get more information on Charlotte. And in a weird way, the episode four reveal undercuts this episode a bit because yeah. we find out that it's just Dolores, like they're all Dolores. Um, yeah. and Dolores I, all the way down. And I guess I was kind of reading it for sure. Like I was reading it as maybe her dad or... But I guess remembering isn't Wyatt also Dolores, so maybe this is the Wyatt Dolores, or maybe I'm giving the show too much credit. Because, I mean, they're talking about, she mentions the Predator, of course, because, I mean, also kind of of convenience, she just happens to show up when there's like a child molester <laughs> that's yeah. about to pick up her son. And again, like, it's so, uh, like, not subtle about it. It's still yeah. a good moment that she's like gets to kick ass, and of course, is a terrible child molester. It's like a perfect villain for her to kill and like take her power back. But it's also so convenient um, for the for the character arc, I guess. Yeah, I for sure thought it was Teddy in there. Yeah, um, that's who I thought it was, and especially when you have the scenes of her and. Uh, Dolores being all lovey-dovey and like Dolores telling Charlotte what she's got to do it's just echoes their relationship a bit where he was always like a dumb guy who didn't really know what was going on and she would just be in control and try to get what she wanted out of it I that those scenes I suppose are a bit elevated when you find out uh, the fact that they're both Dolores because Charlotte's need to be close to Dolores and her self-harm it's more about her being in the wrong skin and wanting Dolores not as Teddy would have wanted her like sexually or whatever, but actually like wanting to be in her skin and be herself and yeah. she's losing herself. So that's kind of interesting. For sure. Uh, but yeah, the other stuff kind of undercuts it a little bit. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, and uh, I mean, they do, I forget who says it, but they do mention something like a, uh, there's a, this is a composite of this world. I mean, I pick up on some of those things because I'm like, ah, oh, Westworld, what are you doing? Are we in a simulation? We're probably yeah. not in a simulation. I'm like 80% sure we're not. Um, yeah. and, and go, quickly going back to, we'd already mentioned it, but Caleb and like his predetermined outcome and how I do like the idea and it feels very relevant to just, you know, real world stuff of how the system thinks you'll be nothing. So they just let you be nothing. But then in a way, it's yeah. a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, I think a lot of people could relate to that. Um, and I th like that's kind of like a smart take. Like, that's the type of stuff you do want to see on Westworld. Uh, yeah. When we get back, when we get into episode four and it's William, 
I mean, again, I guess it's because I'm trying to remember where we left William. I do know that they pulled him out of there, but I thought they like locked him up somewhere, but I guess they didn't. Um, because now we got him dealing with the ghosts of his daughter and, you know, it's, it's very, it feels very early Westworld because this whole thing is what's real. I know what's real. Am I real? Um, and I don't think a lot of people want that uh, from Westworld right now, (laughs) even though I, I do love his character and I love the actor. So I do enjoy that, but I don't want to get into worrying about if, if everything's fake. Yeah, so in season two, he killed his daughter because he thought his daughter was a host. Um, But yeah, so now we're just going over and over that again in the present. And he like is having hallucinations all over the place, but he doesn't know. And they've also like, we've talked a lot about the, you know, is this a simulation? But they also introduced these glasses uh, in the first episode that are very like, wear these glasses and you can see anything. Which also means that all of this is potentially something that, you know, that's why it's fair for him to question all of it because it's like he's basically us at this point. Is like, is this real? Am I real? What's going on? <laughs> uh, yeah, because then Charlotte shows up. Because then I'm like, oh no, is this the real? Is this a? Uh, yeah, is this? Is he in a simulation? But you know, it's all about the board and the hostile takeover, and you know, the we see the end game that happens, which is. At least a little bit better than zooming out from a computer mainframe and being like, oh, he's in a computer the whole time. Um, now, this is kind of the one we have, like, some of the action, again, like, when we get to the point when Stubbs and Dolores are fighting, I'm rolling. I'm laughing so hard. It looks ridiculous to me. And I'm a person that loves, like, Buffy. So it's not even just the fact that, like, tough girl or whatever it just i don't know for some reason just didn't it it was framed wrong i I didn't i it just didn't work for me yeah i was too busy trying to keep track of like wait so bernard showed up but uh they're unhappy about that but they knew that was gonna happen yeah also she released bernard onto the world so what do they want who are they trying to catch uh what is the goal for anyone in here they let him go back but but Dolores is the Scottish security guy, so I'm just trying to keep track here. <laughs> yeah, I really wish they didn't throw in that detail of how, like, oh, they've arrived a little bit earlier than uh, than scheduled. Like, I kind of wish Bernard was being more of a, like, uh, a hindrance, I guess, to Dolores. Yeah. But the fact that they did throw that in, like, oh, no, they knew this was going to happen. Uh, I do love going back real quick to how Bernard's brain sphere looks a little different than the other ones. You're like, ooh, you brought him as well. And I guess maybe that ties into how they're all Dolores. That's why the other ones all look the same. But I almost feel like beforehand they all just look the same. But Bernard's got a little red. He's he's a little different. I like it. (laughs) Yeah, he does got a little red. Uh, Don't we kind of start with... Like, speaking of the very start of the episode, we're, like, in a simulation, right? It's, like, a simulation of his home. Uh, and he's like, oh, I never finished this or whatever. Oh, um, yeah, it is something like that, right? Because then he comes cause up. Oh, yeah, because it's super widescreen. So that's when the, it's a simulation. They always give loads and loads of widescreen. But then, I don't know. And then they're in then they're in this thing and, like, ah. Oh, Forget it. <laughs> well, and but even, he's hanging out with Stubbs in this one anyway, and they're doing their buddy cop thing, which is like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's kind of fun because Stubbs, Stubbs hates Bernard because he's like controlling him basically. But then I would almost be like, you're risking. Well, I guess at this point he doesn't care if he loses Stubbs because when you leave Stubbs to fight Dolores, if she wins, 
you would assume he's going to program, she's going to program him or something, but I don't know. I guess because they show up because they assume that the guy's already been taken over, but they want him in play. Obviously, we already know that Dolores took over his head of security. And we're getting a lot, again, into, like, you know, the money. We got to go and get the money. Like, even that feels like with the way they already, the way Dolores feels like she already controls, already controls so much, it's like, oh, you also have to do this? You also have to get the money somehow? Yeah, but let's talk about where that storyline sort of ends if you set aside all the other stuff we have. You know, after the fight with Stubbs and chasing through alleys or whatever, what you have is Aaron Paul pulling a gun on Bernard, and then Rich Guy is there, but then Scottish Guy comes up and shoots his own henchman, right? Yeah. Uh, I think. it's Yeah, he does. And then he tells him to run. But then, so they blow their cover to this guy, uh which presumably was the whole point <laughs> yeah. of uh, installing the Scottish guy. Um, so the way it ends, everyone's just kind of standing there, and Bernard's like, oh my god, you're old Dolores. And Aaron Paul's like, what the fuck? And then there's, I don't think there's anything else in that storyline. So, like, where does it actually end? I don't, don't no idea where that's going to pick up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they touch upon, well, because then we get to, yeah, what we mostly end with Maeve, right? Um, yeah. Because, yeah, you're right. Maeve, this episode where she runs around and gets enlisted and fights with the Yakuza and so on. And we see a little bit with Sarek and how, what, I guess Paris has fallen at one point when he was a child. Like, because he talks about, like, I wish, you know, I could show you Paris. And we see, which I assume is young him, and the animals are dead. And it looks like it's like a nuclear winter or something. Uh, But I, I assume that was just a piece. We'll get a little bit more about that. Well, yeah, the implication is that Paris was nuked, and that's supposed to be his own motivation and backstory, that he built this system to predict human behavior so that uh, he can prevent that from happening again by basically being in control of everything. And I think that's an interesting conceit for a villain. Uh, He's obviously like the big bad in this, but I don't... I don't really like that on top of that, he has to like kind of seem to rejoice in killing people too. Because <laughs> yeah. if he actually had some distaste towards that part of it or whatever and was like, it's for the greater good, and you could believe his motivation, it would be a, a bit more interesting to see Maeve versus Dolores because Maeve's just his stooge at the moment. But it's so clear that she's not going to be swayed by his arguments because when they interview. Uh, or interrogate this guy that they caught and he puts on the glasses to show what's going to happen to his family and all that. Afterwards, he just shoots him in the head. He doesn't even get someone else to do it. So he clearly just, I don't know, is a dickhead as well. So it would be kind of nice if he only had the sort of greater good mentality and didn't have to be an enormous evil person as well, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Because, yeah, then we have what? We go in with, like, the mortician. And some of this stuff, I just, it makes me gloss over a bit. Because this is going on while Dolores and Caleb are doing the bank job. And I'm just kind of not, I'm not that invested. And then, of course, we end up at a sex slave party just to show that, you know, hey, it's not just in Westworld, you know, rich people are also, and it's, it's, I mean, I'm sure it's on purpose because it does mirror the, like, young William a little bit where uh, I'm spacing on the guy's name, but the rich guy who's Dolores is after, he's kind of playing the young William part of like, ah, 
I don't like whores, you know? Who, who do you think I am? I'm not just going to buy yeah. someone. But then, of course, someone catches his eye, and he's right back in there showing his true self. Um, Got to give a shout-out to the... When they're in that party, the orchestra version of the weekend's um, yeah. Wicked Games is great. Really well done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't look it up yet, but I assume someone's mashed them up so we can hear the lyrics over that. Bet it's great. Nice. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Um, <laughs> another thing that's great is when Bernard comes up to Rich Guy and has an off switch and he thinks he knows what's going on and he has no idea what's going on. And if I could just see that more from other characters in the yes. show, I guess I would like it because it, every single character always seems to know exactly everything that's happening. Um, and then Bernard never knows what's happening <laughs> and he's always out of the loop. And Maeve's like figuring out, ah, I'm in a simulation. I just need to do some, you know, quick equations and I'll break right out of here. And then Bernard doesn't even figure out who's a human and who isn't and he thinks he's being betrayed by his own mind and he has no idea what he's doing kind of like that <laughs> and uh so do we think are we gonna end up in like a tag team is it gonna be like two on two um like potentially do we get maybe Maeve pulls a pulls a swerve joins with Dolores Caleb pulls a swerve joins with Bernard then we got a tag team Ooh. Uh, I mean, Caleb and Bernard would be fucked because, as I just said, Bernard <laughs> never knows what's happening, and Caleb's just like, whoa! Yeah. So Maeve and Dolores are the hyper-competent <laughs> women yes. in this show who are going to get everything sorted, which, by the way, I, I'm okay with it for Dolores. Maeve, again, it's just been like seasons of her being incredibly kick-ass now where I feel... You know, for Dolores, she had a lot of pain to get her to the point where she was actually uh, able to do things. Where Maeve, in season two, I think she just got superpowers and was able to control everything. And I'm not, I, I would think it would be a bit more interesting if she was out in the real world and didn't have control of everything technological because she just go, gets to go around and do the same thing she's always done, which is to go like, oh, sweetheart, don't think your little tri toys will work on me. And then they shoot each other. And like she just does that over and over in this uh, episode until the end when she fights uh, Dolores in Sato. No, he's not Sato. That's the other thing we're discussing. Fights the Yakuza guy um, and just dies but isn't really dead of course so she just keeps doing the same thing that she's been doing yeah i mean can you imagine if they just decided to hold their guns and not have a thing on their wrist <laughs> that allowed her to control them like if they just happen to hold a gun and aim it uh i don't know maybe they would have worked out better for those guys uh yeah i i, I was kind of rolling my eyes a little bit i like mave a lot but yeah i was rolling my eyes a little bit when she's just controlling everything and again, going back to the action, like it's supposed to be kick-ass when she pulls out the sword, which it is, but I don't feel like they choreograph or do anything cool with it. And it doesn't feel, it just doesn't feel as cool as an action as it should be. I mean, maybe they're not concerned with that, but I feel like if you're gonna have someone pull out a samurai sword and start fighting, bring in some fucking John Wick choreographers or some shit and do at least a couple cool moves. I'm sorry. That's yeah. the plebe in me. 
<laughs> yeah, and they have the uh, let's talk about the white gunk for a second. It's pouring out. So my understanding is that Dolores left one of herself behind here to take control of the Yakuza to ramp up production of this white goo, which at first I thought was sake, and then I was like, well, maybe it's the white act. Maybe it's not a metaphor for the white robot goo. Maybe it's actual robot goo that they're making now because Dolores wants to make that so she can make more robots. I actually thought it was. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, this is just yeah. the skin goo, and we're making more robots. But maybe you're right. Maybe it's just a uh, uh, just a symbolism of it. But I feel I, I read it as completely literal. This is the goo factory, and <laughs> this is where we make people. No, I, I I ended up thinking that as well because why would Dolores spend one of herself to stay behind? Otherwise, if there's no point to it, so she's hardly making sake. Uh, I would assume. Um, but yeah, so. That kind of wraps up those two storylines. Uh, Maeve's dead, but she's not really. William, interestingly, is locked up um, in a mental institution and is actually unsure of uh, what he is and what's going on. I guess there is a, a short scene wrapping up that first, uh, the, the Caleb and, and Dolores bit where they catch the rich guy and he's just like... I'm her henchman. I I just do what she says. I don't oh, care. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm with her. And, yeah, I'm with her. And she's like, hello, lover boy. So apparently now she's going to set to work on her plan, which I guess she couldn't have done by taking him over. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, now we'll see. We'll see where we're going. I mean, I, uh, I'm still in. I'm still in. I just wish mm. the actual because they are giving me some of the stuff I, I asked for in our previous discussion. I was like, I want some, you know, cyberpunk, uh, you know, cyber hacking going on and taking down the system. And they're giving me hints of that. And we're seeing cool, cool automatic cars with clear windows and all that good stuff and cool ships that people fly around in. And and where, where do they film this is in like Singapore or something like that. Yeah, and then in this episode, they're actually in Singapore, I think. But Sing yeah, well, Los Angeles is also there. Yeah, well, because it seems like most of it's been, at least the way that the cities look, because it looks all futuristic. I mean, obviously, they probably touch stuff up a bit, but I, some of it, I'm sure, is Singapore as well. It's, like, beautifully shot. That's all great. So I'm getting hints of what I want. Um, it's just some of the stuff around it's not fully pulling me in. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff I've liked as well. Like, I, I did kind of like the twist of Dolores being all of them because they definitely had me guessing like who's who of all these different characters. That was kind of a, an interesting one that I didn't expect because I was like, oh, that's Teddy. No, that's this person. Yeah. And it's like, nah, they're all Dolores. Uh, but at the same time, that adds another thing, you know, where, okay, so not only can there be robots, right? <laughs> <laughs> not only can there be simulations, not only can there be glasses that show you absolutely anything, uh, also we can have multiple copies of the same person running around in different bodies. Um, so that kind of even more potential of like uh, fucking with you story-wise later, but I do also enjoy seeing if they do something interesting with it like uh, if all these people are Dolores they start as Dolores and then you get to see how does a person change based on what happens to them and are you going to get characters that are entirely different from each other that were all Dolores at the start and then you can do make some interesting statements about how I think they've talked about this probably in metaphor before where like does the washer follow the shape of the glass or the glass follow the shape of the washer or whatever like if you pour her mind into a different body does the mind also change and and things like that so um i again i'm 
I think that if there were 10 episodes in this season, these episodes would feel way less eventful because mm. I, I I feel like they would be doing the same story arc, but they'd go like, ah, shit, we need another episode where Caleb, I don't know, uh, Rob, steal some cars. <laughs> and then there would be the car stealing episode, you yeah. know? So I'm hopeful that with four episodes to go, they're actually going to uh, get it in gear and drive this thing off a cliff and, and I fly the car. I appreciate them just revealing the Dolores stuff uh, now, too. I, I feel like uh, the mm. Sins of the Past, Westworld of the Past, would have held that for a bit longer uh, yeah. and like saved it for the end or like the episode before the last episode. to be like, what can you believe now? Think about what you just watched. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, it is kind of like, yeah, no, this is what it is. And it's it's a reveal, but we don't have to, like, overstate it. Um, I think this pretty much wraps up our discussion of these two episodes. Of course, your thoughts, we would be interested in them as well. So please do send them along to showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Just search for Westworld Theories. Or, of course, you can search for Shows What You Know or go to showswhatyouknow.com for all of our other coverage of uh, other shows and such. Uh, is there anything else we should talk about, Jim? No, I think that about does it. Uh, I just have one more thing, though. Oh, yeah? What is that? What's that? Am I me? And we're out.